Welcome everyone to another episode of the Local Success Podcast, where the mission is to admire, get inspired, and take action. I'm your host, Ricardo Flores. Today I'm joined by a woman with her own mission, co-owner and former dancer of the legendary Maria Bermudez Flamenco Performing Arts Studio in Santa Barbara, California. Amanda's living life following her love of dancing and teaching to the younger generation in the town she grew up and danced in. She has big plans for this beloved dance studio and will continue to live out her dream. Enjoy our talk. Hi, Amanda. Thanks so much for your time today. I appreciate you being my guest on this. Thank you for having me. Of course. I want to have you on because I'm interviewing and having conversations with people that have a mission um, and a passion for life and f doing what they love to do. And yes. you're doing just that. So Exactly. <laughs> I want to talk to you about all that. Can we talk a little bit about where you're from? Give us a little background of who Amanda is. Uh, born and raised Santa Barbara. Grew up here my whole life. Um, my family, we've been, my well, both my parents are born from Mexico, raised here in Santa Barbara as well. They're uh, alumni dons, proud, mm. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, my whole family, they've just been workaholics. Mm. Um, my mom worked her whole life, my dad um, worked his whole life, became a firefighter, retired 10 years ago. Wow. Um, my grandfather owned a pavement uh, business, my uncle started his restaurant, so I just grew up just being a workaholic and work and you know looking to succeed and follow a dream yeah and what was success to you growing up seeing around seeing you know seeing your dad working hard your uncle your mom what did success mean to you when you were little success i guess by the end of the day um i'm not gonna say it was easy work they always came home very tired but at the end of the day, um, I think it was success to seeing their family happy, mm. um, being able um, and to be open to do other things outside our um, comfort zone. For instance, traveling and doing activities. We're very family oriented. We do a lot of things together as a family. Um, even if it's just a get together weekend, that's just like we've made it, relax, enjoy the life that we have together. Nice. And when did the passion for dancing come into picture in your life? Tell, tell us a little bit about um, that. Dancing. Well, it started with my sister, mm. Yvette Cuevas. Um, I blame her. <laughs> she <laughs> <thank> uh, her. <laughs> and thankful. Blame her and thankful. Um, no, she started before I was even born. Uh, well, let me backtrack a little bit. My mom started dancing mm. um, Flocorico, which Mexican um, cultural root. Um, here in Santa Barbara with the Castro family back in 1970-something. Um, Castro family were uh, very known here in Santa Barbara. Um, that's when she was little. Uh, and then fast forward, uh, my sister started dancing. Um, and she won Junior Spirit 1987. 87, yes. And, um, and she fell in love with it. She won Junior Spirit actually her second year of dancing period give a little background um, on what junior spirit is fiesta junior spirit town. spirit of fiesta um huge tradition in santa barbara huge tradition in santa barbara through old spanish days fiesta mm. um boys and girls compete for that one title um and to represent santa barbara and mm -hmm. it's basically um a lot of dancers dreams in santa barbara it's a santa barbara thing it's right and it's the highest achievement you can get basically when it comes to dancing 
at that age at that age yes yeah. and here in Santa Barbara because there's a lot more outside Santa Barbara right um, to achieve as a dancer so anyway I started dancing when I was three years old um, took my first dance class and found love since wow um, and I never stuck with one dance instructor Okay. My Why mom my mom yeah, my mom was one that she wanted her daughters to have the best training. Um, I guess you could call it backstage mom, <laughs> but not crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not the crazy ones that you see on TV, but number she, one fan. Number one fan. She used to drive my sister and I um, to LA, um, study with artists um, in Los Angeles, Long Beach. Uh, whenever big artists uh, will come into town, meaning Santa Barbara, um, LA, she would she would take us there. She would have us, even if it was the classes were too hard it challenged us and became better dancers um uh technique wise and you know again it was not about being comfortable it's about pushing ourselves to get further and be better okay and then so you're young you keep dancing did you ever want to do something else did you get tired of it or did, was it something it, it was um, the passion was always there no i mean i did i did the whole junior spirit and spirit competition um Unfortunately, I did not get that title. I did get runner-up 2009. Um, I did play sports. I played soccer. I played basketball. Um, and I was very athletic. I was really good. I'll mm. admit. <laughs> I was very good. And I think I had a lot to do with my dancing. It's coordination. Um, and, but, it, no, I just kept dancing. I did take a couple years off um, when I was 12 years old. Mm. One year. One year off. Um, it was, it, and a lot of the teens go through that, um, okay. during that stage. They can't figure out, they still want to dance, they want to do something else, they want to explore other things. And a lot of uh, my students here at the studio, that age, I think that's where they decide, do I keep going? Uh, do I love it that much? Or it's just for fun, um, hobby, I think I'm going to explore something else. Okay. And I did take that year off, and I missed it, and didn't look back to take another year off since then. Okay. And then after that, you kept dancing after high school. What was the journey like after that? Yes, after high school. So after high school, I kept dancing with Linda Vega Dance Studio. Um, kept performing here around Santa Barbara. Kept taking all those workshops. Then 2012, um, young, how old was I? 22. I was mm -hmm. 22. Decided um, I wanted to go to Spain. I always had a dream of going to Spain since high school. Okay. Um, I I think that's when YouTube was out. Um, I would look up the famous artists in Spain, where the hangouts are, the parties, and I was like, wow, I want to be in that culture. I want to smell it. I want to <laughs> see it. I want to touch. I want to feel it. Uh, because it's not just a dance. It's it's a culture right. of Spain. It's a culture. Um, it's where the gypsies. That's what they do in Spain, and that's where I wanted to be. And um, <laughs> I remember. I bought my first flight. It was literally in the middle of the night. My very best friend who danced as well, um, Alina Rey, she was there um, already studying abroad. And she was saying, come visit me. I'm done. But I'm going to stay an extra two, three months. I'm like, yes, okay, mm. let's do it. Bought my ticket. Um, 
didn't I'm always one to always ask my parents permission or yeah. give them a, ask <laughs> I, for advice I was just gonna ask you how that uh, conversation went because coming from a Latino background I know that's you're kind right. of a sensitive you know, subject you always have to lean on your parents like can I do this can I do that <laughs> even if you're it doesn't oh, matter if you're 18 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm getting better at that taking control of my own decisions but anyway um, the next day I was like I had dinner with my parents and I said I did something Oof. I go what Um, I bought my ticket to Spain and I saw my mom's face and my dad's eyes open my dad doesn't say much my mom always has a lot of words (laughs) oh are you gonna meet your friend Alina I said yeah I'm gonna go meet how long that's where I was scared okay I said I'm going for two months my dad who doesn't say months much much, but um, he said two months why don't you just go for two weeks (laughs) I said I can't I said I can't I can't you can't get a lot out of two weeks right. you know um, you want to immerse in the culture really yeah. soak it all up yeah so I wanted to take all these classes my dad didn't understand why why you needed to go for two months um, I said I'm trained I'm going to go and train I'm going to go explore um, and it doesn't take two weeks just to do that you mm. know it takes way longer than that so they for the longest time they kept begging to not for me not to go for that long yeah. and so I was saving 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 doing all these side jobs teaching privates doing but you never this. budged you, that's what I, you wanted I to went, yeah. I went and they, I had friends betting that I was going to come back <laughs> earlier too I remember that they had no, a side bet. no I fulfilled my two almost three months um, in Spain and I loved it I cried when I left I didn't want to leave but I was homesick towards the end you know bittersweet Uh, bittersweet i met a lot of people i stayed connect with them and yeah what was one of the most influential people or experiences you had while you were there that really shaped who you are now oof um gosh that's the hardest question um somebody who really truly inspired me in spain that really put a lot in me um there's two people okay um my first time i went to spain her name's ana maria lopez mm. um when i went and traveled to jerez de la frontera maria bermudez i was staying with her at the time and i picked on her brain where where should i go study you know who are the who are the people to see where are the hit where can i go she told me you know it would be really good for you ana maria lopez so okay so i took her class this is actually a funny story. Okay. I took her class, um, and no warning from Maria at all. Uh, Maria Bermudez. Uh, so I went, hey, I'm here for take a class. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah, here it is. It just started. Go in. Okay, boom. I, I swear I went to a room that was a box. <laughs> Cigarette, hot box, this old lady drinking her 40 and yelling i'm like oh my god so i put my hair back and you know i was in the corner and i was like what in the world am i doing here (laughs) what is this she was smoking her cigarette drinking her beer boom 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 and she was um her steps were easy but her um way of teaching was hard it was difficult it Mm. was learning how to uh, dance a traditional buleria um that people dance everywhere south south of spain and to do it properly and to listen to the singing she really defined everybody where the singer comes in the guitar and the dancers defined i didn't really learn that here in santa barbara and Mm -hmm. that was the hardest thing i've ever um 
done and then opened my eyes a lot about dance that there's more than just dancing you don't go mm-hmm. on stage and dance and twirl and tap 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 and then leave yeah. it's a teamwork communication thing on stage it's, yeah. and that's the beauty of it I feel like you wouldn't think that me from an outside perspective or I don't dance like that at all but I've seen the dance growing up in this town it's yeah I can see what you mean it's so much more than just you your other and she sounds more like a director of an orchestra yes. as opposed to just yes. dancing so yeah I was yeah I was pretty like wow there's more there's more to it you know it's a whole it's a whole dynamic so ever since I took her class I, I felt like I I don't want to say I was trained wrong. I was just kind of like start from scratch in a different chapter. Mm. You know, I you know, no more cute Santa Barbara Viva La Fiesta thing. Now it's like professional um, te- technique work with the gypsies. At any point, did you feel like you didn't belong there? That you were maybe outside of your comfort zone? And how did you manage that? Um, yeah, not that I didn't belong there. I, I mean, I made friends. I know they could smell who's from there and oh. not there. Uh, so I'm not going to pretend I'm from there. Um, but where I wish, and till this day, it's scary. It's not like, and they're not, they're nice people. I'm not going to say they're mean, but they're, they're hard people to please as a dancer. Uh, they're they're not ones to give an A plus or applaud anybody. They are very hard critics, mm. especially if you're not from there. So tough love. Yeah, tough love. I mean, even Maria Bermudez, my partner in crime right now, um, she even goes through it herself. Mm. You know, because she's not from there and she's married into a gypsy family. Wow. And you would think they would give her a little slack. Uh, she still has to fight for her spotlight. So, That's so um, it's yeah, for instance, like if we're at a gypsy party and we're in a circle, we have somebody singing and they're clapping and you know, one by one it does improv in the circle, I would never do that in Spain. I would be frightened. One day, I'm not yeah. saying I'm never going to yeah, do yeah. it, but I feel like I'm not ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so interesting because, you know, you're already such an experienced dancer, but there's always another level. I know, there is, yes. And that's part of life and, and challenging yourself to, you know, you reach a level, but reach another one, go higher and higher. And, and yeah, there's always room to grow in mm. the flamenco community. Okay, and who was the second? You said you had two people. My second one, Rin de los Reyes, rest in peace. He passed away 20, um, 2020, 21. Um, but uh, before he passed, I did um, experience some classes with him. Another gypsy man. Uh, my I, This time I went with uh, my friend Sabrina Ibarra, who also dances. Mm. Um, and she and I took a semi-private with him. Oh my gosh, it was so hard. <laughs> he was mean. He was mean. <laughs> uh, I learned a lot, but uh, he... Super nice guy. He's actually related to Maria, um, but he he was hardcore gypsy. Oh my gosh, these steps and he yelled and you know, but it it pushed me. I was like, no, I want to keep going. I like what what is it that I need to better myself? And he, I always talk about. I mean, there was times where I like was like, oh my god, I felt like I was in an army of flamenco class. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, yeah, he really put. A thorn in my butt like to not make myself too comfortable nice. i think at that time because i knew him i already been to spain three times and he put a light on my butt and was like nope 
we're doing this. Yeah, that sounds like a real coach. So he like was a coach. The things oh, that you don't yeah. necessarily want to do, but you know you're capable of doing. Yeah, it. he was loud and yelling, but then after the class was over, he was so sweet. Okay. So I was yeah. like, that's the definition of a coach. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so now let's talk about a little bit where you're at now with the studio that we're actually in right now um you mentioned earlier that you danced when you were six and yes. that you're running this place that's pretty yes. amazing so, so talk I a little took, bit about but, that. yeah so i grew i grew up here it's like my other literally my second home here um it was the linda vega dance studio um i sorry to say but always the best flamenco dance studio in santa barbara mm-hmm. um yeah. she's a role model to everybody till this day she's you know um People look up to her. She's a mentor. She opened up. She's the one that brought flamenco to Santa Barbara. Okay. She was the first teacher who brought flamenco to Santa Barbara. Um, And she also wanted all of her students to grow. Her dream, her success was to have her students dance, 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 and then go off to Spain and be famous artists. Wow. Go do, she, yeah, she didn't like that you were going to a four-year college school. She goes, forget school, go to Spain. <laughs> she saw talent in a lot of her students, and when she saw talent, she wanted them to grow outside the studio. She never kept anybody in, stuck at the studio. She wanted growth for everybody. And she did. She had a lot of students, uh, till this day, still dancing on, because of Linda. Um, where we all started so yeah um, I did my Spain thing uh, while I was still with Linda um, and then 2020 was pre- that was the co- rough COVID year right so we had to do the whole still the Navigate Dance Studio we had to do the whole Zoom thing class I, we didn't like it nobody liked it mm. we stopped we gave it a break until we were ready to go back to the studio unfortunately Linda got diagnosed with an illness where it forced her to retire talk a little bit about Sorry to interrupt, but no um, not working out with with video. I think that's interesting. A lot of companies did work out. A lot of uh, a lot of ways of you know therapy has gone um, in telehealth and things like that. I can see why in a in a thing as passionate as flamenco why it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? It wasn't quite successful. Um, it, yeah, that we it didn't work out for us. Um, it wasn't. It couldn't be like a like a workout class, mm. you know, when you just push play and you do like a jazzercise class or a Zumba class and follow the steps. Right. We have to we have to be in person and see the technique, hear the beat, the rhythm, and you know, as a group and and as a class, it was just not working out. You really have to be in person with flamenco. We and that's something we learned. You can't do video Zoom classes. Um, it would have been different if it was a private. Um, we've done that before till this day. Um, like a one-on-one pe- session. One-on-one session. You know, um, somebody's in, we have a rehearsal for a show. We do a FaceTime sesh really quick. We're doing A, B, and C. Hmm. But as a group class, there's no way. And we're working with young kids. So these young kids, they're in a room. They're walking around. They're not paying attention. They're counting something on the ceiling and trying to get their attention was not. Okay, I, w- I did it, tried it with the three-year-olds, five eight-year-olds even teens teens yeah. were okay but with my babies it was there was a no-go with their attention span <laughs> yeah no it only makes sense okay so then pandemic happens couldn't do it online then where you're at um we took a break waiting to see if we could come back to the studio um before that even happened linda had to re- retire um and at that time i was like there's no way who is going to take over the studio i cannot 
see the studio go oh my god i was crying my uh uh, Sabrina was crying who also taught for the studio we're like someone needs to take over at that time I was working full time at a bank okay um, so I was like oh, Kugan the only one who could take over is Maria Bermudez Maria <laughs> Maria Maria we called her called her oh my gosh so much responsibility this and that mind you she still has her career going on around the world okay. till this day and she's like I have no time what am I going to do I said, how about let's go in together? I said, I'll help you. Um, you do what you love. Be in the studio. Do the classes. Be the artistic director. And I'll do the finances. I'll take care of group moms, whatever. Backstage moms, the kids. <laughs> and I li we were literally giving her puppy eyes on her knees. Like, please, Maria, you have to stay in the studio. We cannot let it go for the kids. Just do it for one year and see how you will like it. Okay. She thought of it hard. She did her pros and cons. And, okay, she said yes. One year, she said. One year. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she's going to love it. I was like, she's going to love it that she won't just do one year. <laughs> so then, boom, we took off from there. And uh, mind you, I was still at the bank um, until earlier this year. Uh, I was with Montecito Bank and Trust for six years. And I tried doing both for a while to see where it took me because I didn't know where the studio was going to go. Um, and we got busier to the point where I was getting home super late. Um, I'll go to the bank, five o'clock, clock out, come to the studio. I won't leave the studio till like midnight one and do it all over again. I was ex mm. I was exhausted. So, just to ask again, what <laughs> did success look at then? We talked about how it looked at when you were younger. Now, at this point in your life, you know, you're running a studio, still doing two jobs. How do you view success at that point? At that point, we were going through a rough time with COVID. My success point was getting the kids back into dancing um, and taking classes because these kids were stuck at home. Then, you know, they weren't they weren't okay. They needed an outlet, uh, and just to see them coming back in and being happier uh, with life and being artists and being expressive how what they're going through it's, it's a way it was like therapeutic for them and uh, parents will put me aside and Maria like hey like thank you so much for opening the studio again because our kids love dance so much and it, they would have been devastated if it was gone and mm. they've gone through so much being in a room and inside doing um, online classes was not working out for them and it was just it was just something for these kids to to come and do their thing with us. Yeah. And for you personally, I'm sure that was a struggle, you know, keeping up a job that maybe you didn't hate, but it wasn't your real passion. And after that, doing what you really loved. So when did you decide it was time to just pursue Yeah, it? so we got busier. Um, yeah, no, it was a the banking world it, no definitely nothing that I hated I loved working at the bank and I had amazing bosses mm. that supported me they they support me through Fiesta and they love that I danced and they're even happier I took on the studio um, I just got busier and I was exhausted and I was like okay for getting busier I need to make a move because there's no way I could do this any longer um, and I well, I grab a piece of paper, did my pros and cons. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if it didn't work out for me, um, I was always happy to go back to the banking world. Um, and I was okay with that. 
but knock on wood so far it's been a great ride (laughs) (laughs) it's one of the best decisions i made and again going back to the parents dinner table time (laughs) so i might be doing something soon and i they both look at me what now (laughs) (laughs) where are you going now what now oh my gosh what's on your mind i said i think i think they had an idea i didn't think they thought it was that soon but i said um i think i'm quitting my full-time job at the bank and t- and doing the studio full-time first off your benefits this and that mm-hmm. you know they're thinking your insurance and i was like, i'll figure it out i yep. mean everybody who started a business figures it out i'm not the only one in the world who you know who started business and there's nothing you know so and i have so many people to lean on to um who are business owners for advice um if i need um a referral somewhere they'll give it to me um you know i feel like we have a community here that we're supportive with one another and so um i mean it's it's been rough it's been not that it's i'm getting more sleep or i'm or anything i'm still exhausted but at least it's something i love to do that's a great point i think it's different i think nobody says it's easier to just follow your dream it's going to be probably even harder because it's like you said you're starting kind of on your own but is that passion is that mission behind it that drives you right that, i mean exactly it, it makes me want to get up in the morning and continue on like okay i have to do this for the day and instead of and it's for me and it's for the kids it's for the community and it's, it's something that i love and um instead of doing it for something else because i have to make that paycheck you know and you're carrying a legacy for this studio like you said it's been around for so long i mean you're really yeah, continuing hard, something that's, that's, yeah, that's great it's, it's a hard name to you know linda did so much for santa barbara it's like i have to have a lot to carry up and make it better um and and i know she is that she's proud of us for doing what we're doing for her so what's the vision moving forward with this place um so this is year three of us um having the studio going on three season three i call it (laughs) (laughs) um our since day one uh we've always wanted to uh part of our name is art studio and we want it to be an art studio for not just dancing Mm. um for flamenco guitar flamenco percussion flamenco classes it's slowly going there okay i feel like uh, we're starting to open um our students eyes that there's more than just dancing and especially the boys that we have here you know they're all like okay when are we going to do a flamenco a flamenco guitar class or um percussion class and yeah i mean eventually want to make it like an academy and and Mm -hmm. outgrow this place um and so far we have been um we are linked to flamenco santa barbara which is a nonprofit, uh, separate entities from the studio but they um they bring in artists from spain um and when they do they provide classes uh, here at the studio for us to take and that helps a lot of the kids because uh, i know the extra cash is, is tough on parents because um, it's not a cheap uh dance uh to do with all the classes and costumes but they were very helpful with scholarships and um and providing classes from big artists that come from spain and even los angeles awesome is there a dream or a a goal that you have in mind that you haven't accomplished it but it's in the works or is it all tied down here um (laughs) one day at a time (laughs) no i mean i will our accomplishment is to take 
some of our students to Spain okay. and and um, not only take classes but hopefully do some kind of cool performance uh, during one of their festivals uh, like a student show but more of a professional student show like um, to show them that there's flamenco outside of Spain um, that work hard just as they do okay. yeah so now you're in year three of this um, how is success looking to you now uh, it's it's been great <laughs> um, it's been success has been great and we're still growing it hasn't stopped I'm still getting calls emails we they want their kids to dance and what's really um, enjoyable is that we hear great um, stories uh, that they saw us during uh, fiesta they're like oh my gosh we saw you during fiesta my kid would not stop um, talking about you guys they mm. want to start classes and that's really cool to hear that because to me fiesta it's a party and i feel like people are just walking by us and they don't stop and watch mm. and they actually took the time to sit and watch our show and then they um they researched who we are and they reached out to us and uh, great compliments and how our students dance so well and so that so far has been the success and it we're still growing well, what advice can you give to someone that's on the verge of following their mission maybe you know they have something in mind they want to accomplish I love your story how you just kind of have been going for it it's the only way to really get there so what advice do you have um, my advice is to keep going mm -hmm. um, push your limits don't be too comfortable um, also you're going to get a lot of no's in, in this industry of uh, flamenco okay. any entertainment industry you get no's but flamenco is harsh um, you're gonna get a lot of no's um, and what I've learned myself is to not take it personal okay. um, and don't take no for an answer um, keep going um, yeah d don't again don't be comfortable because if you're comfortable you're never gonna grow um, as a person and as a dancer because you're just going to be fly and you're like oh that's cool you know <laughs> but there's something more in there you could give out you know and I feel like that's just an artist um, perspective awesome well Amanda that's been a great interview thank you so much for all your input um, just to ask you one more thing if you could just tell us a little bit about how to get into your studio for those kids or parents interested in getting into them um, tell us a little bit about your classes that you offer and the whole studio in general Absolutely. Um, we start ages uh, at three years old. Um, boys and girls. Boys do dance too. <laughs> um, uh, you could um, look for us on our website at mbflamenco.com. We also have Instagram and Facebook at mbflamencosb. You could reach us there. Um, our classes are held Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday and Saturday mornings. Okay, and the name of the studio again? Our name of the studio is Maria Bermudez Flamenco Performing Art Studio. Awesome. Thanks again, Amanda. That was a great conversation. I hope we can check in later on and see how you're doing. I wish you the best, and I'm sure you're going to continue to expand this uh, culture in Santa Barbara. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Amanda. See you later. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. I hope you felt inspired about Amanda's passion and her journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the five-star rating and follow us on Instagram at local.success. If you have any feedback or suggestions, please send it over to localsuccess.pod at outlook.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you again and see you next time.